today as we celebrate the solemnity of the Epiphany, or some in old calendars would be called the Three Kings, we're presented with a very interesting question that we have to begin to ponder and ask ourselves. Because when we look at the Three Kings, these men were astronomers who were closely tracking the movement of the heavenly bodies, the stars, the planets. In some sense, we can set that and say that that's science. Men of science then coming to, the, to Jesus at Bethlehem, offering Jesus frankincense, myrrh, and gold. So the question that we have to begin to ponder about today, my dear brothers and sisters, is how does science play in in its relationship with faith? What does science and faith have to do with each other? Why is science and faith so important? So many times in our lives, and even for our young people today gathered here in the church, faith and science are complete contradictions to each other. If I have faith, then science should not exist. If I am a scientist, therefore faith is pointless. Because faith is merely believing in some voodoo, to believe in some magic, even believing in something where it requires no reason. To throw out any semblance of reason out the door when we have faith. But what we're given today and illustrated for us today Faith and reason can exist in harmony. Reason, faith, and science can exist in harmony. How and how does that make sense is the key here. Faith does not lack reason. We don't just blindly believe what we believe. When our parents tell us 2 plus 2 equals 4, we believe them because of some sense of credibility on their behalf. When, as a child, when your parents tell you that the stove is hot, there's some credibility that they know that the stove is hot. Or, like me, if you have a scientific mind, you want to test it out for yourself. But what is the result of that scientific method? You come to the realization that that stove is hot. Therefore, my reason, my understanding then clicks in and say, okay, maybe my parents do know what they're saying. Are actual credible people that I can begin to trust and to believe. In our own faith journey, we can begin to see that we can begin to trust credible things. If we look at the nativity of our Lord, to throw out faith and set it off to the side for a second, we hear Herod, who was the governor at that time. If we track back through non-religious Jewish text, text from that time, from other scholars at that time, 
There were writings dictating and saying that there was a child born in Bethlehem that is believed to be the Messiah and the King. Jewish text, other scholars of that time. And today we get a great one here, the three magis. As astronomers, someone looking for the divine, looking for more. Because within our hearts, my dear brothers and sisters, we yearn for something beyond ourselves. We are looking for something more. A couple of years ago, I got, I got the opportunity to, for the first time to sit under the night sky and really admire the stars. As a city boy, you really rarely get to see and enjoy the night sky. Because of all the lights of the streets, all the lights of the city, it doesn't allow for that light from the stars to come through and be very visible. But as I was sitting and looking at these stars within myself, I began to ponder the question, is there something out there? Why are those stars so bright? But when you get into science and you study the science behind the stars, by the time that light reaches Earth, that star could be dead already. So the light that we receive in Earth from that star is millions and millions of years and light years away, and we're just receiving the final remnants of it. So what is that prompting in us, that yearning for more, that yearning for beyond? We hear very clearly from St. Augustine, my heart is restless until it rests in thee. Our hearts are yearning for that divine, that being that created us, something that goes beyond, that makes sense of everything. Why? That can answer our questions. Why was the earth created? Why am I here? What am I doing? And what is the purpose and meaning of my life? That's what we are looking for. And so when we finally exhaust our understanding, our minds, we then have to take over and let faith dictate and explain for us everything else. Because those why questions will constantly go into a cyclical answer unless it reaches the divine. One simple question for us to just sit and ponder about is very much the question, what came first, the chicken or the egg? And we can constantly, constantly argue one or the other. The other has to exist first before the egg comes. It goes on and on. But until we put on the lens of faith and say, okay, what does faith then teach me? It is not whether the chicken or the egg came first, but there has to be a creator that created either the chicken or the egg. Our life then becomes meaningful, purposeful, and has a reason for it. So faith and reason don't contradict each other, they don't exclude one or the other, but they help enliven our faith life. They help us grow in our relationship with God. Because faith 
helps elaborate, helps us understand, and draws us continuously to that truth. The truth of God. The truth of God himself as the creator, as the source of truth, and as the answer to all truth. One example and one reason we see NASA right now preparing to launch another rover out to Mars. What is interesting and peculiar, it's like, how does, what does that matter to us, right? But what is interesting with NASA and the scientists, they have dictated and said their goal to Mars is to find life. What, what do they define life as? They defined life as a single cell organism. You may look at me like, Father, what does that have to do with this? If we look very carefully, my dear brothers and sisters, the NASA scientists have stated that they're looking for life on Mars, which is a single cell organism. But yet, my dear brothers and sisters, people in our society have said the child that a mother is carrying in the womb is a clump of cells, not worth life and not worth anything. But yet scientists at NASA are teaching us and saying they're wanting to go to Mars for a single cell and to look for a single cell to see if that is life. But yet on Earth, we're saying a clump of cells is not life. What it's doing and it's illustrating for us is how are we reasoning and connecting our faith life with reason? Because at that moment, if we look at that argument, faith and reason completely contradicts. What we teach, what we, what we believe, and what science is illustrating for us illustrates the same thing that you and I are believing. But do we bring them together to help us understand and come to the recognition of God? Or do we not? Because today, my dear brothers and sisters, the Magi's came to recognize God. They saw the stars. They used all their knowledge, their understanding, and followed what they believe is to be the truth. They came to the manger and saw and experienced and encountered a personal relationship with the truth. They saw for themselves the Savior of the world, the God of all gods, the creator of all things. In that personal encounter, they leave changed, converted, and made anew. So my dear brothers and sisters, as we celebrate the epiphany, an epiphany is an understanding, an awestruck, an open mind to the divine, to God's powerful work in our lives. We recognize his movements and his work in the world to allow us to understand, to grow closer to the truth so that we can reach that divine truth, which is an intimate relationship with his son. 
But my dear brothers and sisters, are we going to be like the three kings? Seeing the signs and going to the relationship, going to that truth, that truth of God, and encountering that intimate relationship? Or are we just going to stick with science and then wandering about all our lives, wondering why, why, why? And looking where our heart is yearning for the more, they answer the truth, but never really seeking and finding the truth in God and in God himself. Amen.